the FATF makes the rules and monitors them. They determine which country gets on the list and for how long and when they get off. Basically, they're like the bouncer at the club, okay? <laughs> so, out of the 39 countries or member states, only one state is an African country. And you guessed it, it is South Africa. But then, when I went to go check and see which countries are African countries that are currently grey listed, I found that 10 out of the 23, including South Africa, are African countries. Hi fam, I'm Joy and welcome to the Burst Box Pod. This is where I discuss all things related to finances and our futures. How the way we think ultimately affects our financial decisions and determines how we spend our money. So first things first, before I get into the juice of the episode, I want to put a disclaimer out there. This is my understanding and I'm still trying to understand what grey listing is, but also the impact on you, me and everyone with a South African passport. This is also a notification and uh, I would say me telling you, you need to go and do your own research and think about how you are trying to understand this. This is just supplementary somewhere along the lines with all your social media and everything else. Okay, back to the episode. Recently, as of the 24th of Feb, you probably saw in the news that, well, news social media, wherever you get your news from, that essay has been grey listed. The color grey just got a new meaning. But before I get into that, can we first acknowledge that usually a person wants to get on the list? I mean, we talking VIP. You get the insider scoop, you get a buffet, you get special access, all the trendsetters, not the followers, make the list. You know, that confirms that you have made it. You are part of the cool kids. But now SA has not done itself. So does grey listing mean or is it similar to being on the red list during COVID? You know when the UK put us on the red list. But now also, what do we have to do to get off the red list into the green list or rather off the grey list? According to who? There's always someone who sets the rules. But who made the rules in this case? So, glad you asked. They are called the Financial Action Task Force, or FATF for short. Per the FATF website, it leads a global action to tackle money laundering, terrorists, and proliferation financing. The FATF research how money is laundered and terrorism is funded, promotes global standards to mitigate the risks, and assess where the countries are taking effective action. They also continuously monitor how criminals and terrorists raise, use, and move funds. Basically, the FATF makes the rules and monitors them. They determine which country gets on the list and for how long and when they get off. Basically, they're like the bouncer at the club, okay? <laughs> but before we continue, I saw terms popping up that I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who didn't understand what they mean. Three, one being grey listing, second money laundering and terrorist financing or terrorism financing. So grey listing per Investec's website, I'll put it in the link in the description below, indicates that the country has deficiencies in its anti-money laundering or counter-terrorism financing policies and frameworks that need to be addressed and is working with the FATF to resolve these issues. Then money laundering per Interpol's definition. 
It is concealing or disguising the origins of illegally obtaining proceeds so that they appear to have been originated or originated from legitimate sources. It is frequently a component of other serious crimes such as drug trafficking, robbery or extortion. So on the money laundering, when I heard this, this reminded me of the underworld, namely gangsterism. And when they have establishments such as nightclubs, they would usually use your cash that you use to save or to rather pay for that ace of spades on Saturday night to go and fund illegal activities such as the buying and selling of drugs, illegal cigarettes or even weapons. Then terrorist financing per the UN Office for Drug and Crime website. Terrorist groups need money to sustain themselves and carry out terrorist acts. Terrorist financing encompasses the means and methods used by terrorist organizations to finance their activities. This money can come from legitimate sources, for example, business profits and charitable organizations, or from illegal activities including trafficking in weapons, drugs, or people, or kidnapping. Gosh, that was a mouthful. But I thought it's wise to just go and see the definitions for themselves so that we can understand what this is all about. But now the question is, how did we get here? Well, we as in South Africa. I got three words for you. State capture, the state that got captured, and the captured state. Also, it doesn't help that the people currently overseeing the country... And I'm saying people broadly, organization, leading party that's currently involved or rather leading the country were involved in state capture. I also understand that for every problem, there's usually a solution which leads to an opportunity which leads to making money. So if you follow that breadcrumb that I just said, problem, solution, opportunity, money or making money. State capture was basically where they either took problems or made problems, created them, tried to fix it, and then get the money. Long and short of it, that is basically state capture. What is the impact on you, me, and everyone else with a South African passport? A business report article in the Star newspaper stated that the main implication of grey listing is that members of the international community are warned that conducting business with the country could facilitate terrorism financing and money laundering. Fam, before I continue. When I heard this, I asked myself the question, if they saying international community, who are we speaking about? Are we speaking about everyone in the entire world wanting to do business with South Africa? Or are we specifically speaking about the West? As a country, let's be real, we need to clean up our act. With low shedding or increased low shedding, our ongoing energy crisis, and then, yes, we are still in junk status. I don't know, I forgot you probably did too. We can't afford another L. Like, we really need a win. And this as a capital L on it, or rather a capital G. Sidebar, I wonder what the impact would have been on the Tottenham tourism deal if it had been approved, if we were on the grey list. But anyway, <laughs> on another note, Investix chief economist Annabel Bishop highlighted that 
Grillisted will raise the standard of compliance. So there is a silver lining to this should we meet the deadline. The banking sector. This puts a lot more pressure on the banking sector because they're going to scrutinize you, me, and everyone who wants to do business in South Africa, but also move funds from South Africa. More documentation means they just need more information about who you are as the sender of the money, who the beneficial owner is who's going to receive the money, and more importantly, if the funds that you are using to send to the beneficial owner it's not illegal. An article in the latest issue of the Financial Mail magazine said or highlighted that the possibility of grey listed has already been considered in the financial markets. So in other words, the international community, funders, whoever else, they already told themselves that it is probably going to happen. And this is mere, just a, I would say, a confirmation. The way I understand it is that they would have been more surprised if we were not on the list. Then, attracting foreign investors. Getting multinationals, foreign governments, and so forth to invest in our country just got a lot more complicated. Why? Because it means more red tape since we are on the grey list. The Financial Mail article also highlighted that SA's largest trading partners namely the US, the EU and the UK, could place restrictions on their banks trying to do business here or limit the scope of what they can do in South Africa. Does this also mean that famous international brands that have not yet set foot in South Africa, could you turn their decision to wanting to do business here? If they are already here, do they want to expand with us being on the grey list? Say you save and invest your funds in a retirement fund or a pension fund. The vehicle that the asset manager chooses or the fund manager chooses to invest your money in just had or just got a lot less options to choose from. It is not singing, I got, I got, I got, I got options. No, because it ain't got a lot. Oh my word. I know, shocking and sad. Back to retirement. They want to get exposure to those things or like shares in Apple or Microsoft. But in order to do so, they have to invest in overseas markets or foreign markets. But now with grey listing and the difficulty that comes with it is that, like I said, investing in those markets means that if because we're on the grey list, we are not allowed to in make investments there or if we can make investments there, it could mean more stringent TNCs, or rather more expensive TNCs. The so-called hypocrisy of being grey-listed. I'm saying so-called because you can determine whether there is hypocrisy to it or not. In doing my research, I found this very interesting, it was a radio interview on Kyabus by Google and Fupi. <laughs> any case and then she did an interview with Anne Crotty I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly from the Financial Mail what I found very interesting was this is contrary to what I've been seeing in the news or just general media and some of the things that she said I will link it in the description below was very interesting most of the countries on the list are not part of the club that makes the rules the FATF members are big countries and former colonizers her words are mine most of the countries that have been grey listed are primarily black countries and were former colonies 
The big stuff is not actually happening in the grey-listed countries, but actually in these big countries themselves. So this, again, took me back to the underworld, specifically gangsterism. So to explain how I understand the last point that she made, you have the runners. They're like the robbers. They buy and sell drugs on the street. They, like, on the roof, spotting who's coming in and out of whatever township. Then you and those are like the grey listed countries or the countries on the grey list. Then you get the big countries, which is in this scenario, the big boss, the kingpins on top of the food chain. Yeah, like I said, you can go listen to it yourself and draw your own conclusions after you did your own research. Can I get amen? Anyway, so I went to go check out the FAT website to try and understand, but why? would she say something like that so out of the 39 countries or member states only one state is an african country and you guessed it it is south africa very ironic and weird i'm still trying to understand but then also in addition to the 39 member states indonesia is also an observer Another thing to note is that Nigeria has actually been added to the grey list. Some of the countries currently on the grey list have some type of war going on, such as Syria. But then when I went to go check and see which countries are African countries that are currently grey listed, I found that 10 out of the 23, including South Africa, are African countries. What is the likelihood of South Africa actually getting off the list? Well, both Mauritius and Morocco have managed to do this in less than three years. But the Financial Mail article, I would say just by the magazine, it's the latest issue. They got greylisted in Feb 2022. By October 2021, they were already off the list. That is less than two years. But how did they do it? So per the article, they implemented the recommendations that were made by the FATF, number one. Two, they trained law enforcement officials to conduct money laundering investigations. Three, made beneficial ownership information available. Four, and has its Financial Services Commission develop risk-based supervision plans. Basically, ladies and gentlemen, this shows that it can be done. South Africa said that it will hopefully implement the eight recommendations made by the FATF by Jan 2025. So that is our deadline. At the time of this recording, it is now March 2023. Hopefully, this would be done not only by that time, maybe even shorter. Either way, I just hope it gets done much quicker than what we have to wait for our ideas at home affairs. Let me know in the comment section if you think that one, is it can get off the grey list, two, within three years time, three, whether or not you have any questions that comes with grey listing or any concerns, and then four, if this doesn't really change anything in your world. Either way, you can let me know in the comment section. Please remember to rate this episode on your streaming platforms and to hit that subscribe button to ensure that you get notifications of any new episodes. And do follow me on Instagram at BurstBoxPod. Thank you so much for listening and watching to this week's episode. Have a joyous week. Bye.